Hello everyone and welcome to episode 59 of Competitive Magic with the Carnies. I am your host, Andrea Mengucci from Italy and um, and with me joining as always we have Javier Dominguez from Spain. Hello everyone. And Anthony Lee from Australia. Hola. Oh hey, Anthony, I see Anthony. Javier, actually, this weekend we just met. It's, it's been a while, we had dinner together and we got to play our Power Nine in real life. Woo! It was, a, it was a great experience for me. I, I bought these cards in 2019. I was so happy to finally get to play with them. And uh, yeah, uh, what about you? Uh, how often do you get to play your Power 9? Well, not very often. Do, do you play actually? Locally? Yeah, it's not yeah. very common that I just get to play them. Also, like, you know, traveling to a big event because this tournament was kind of big uh, and, and it was it's kind of important as far yeah, as vintage goes, a, you know? Yeah, I was 125 players. The top eight was winning that mental misstep, which was like. $5,000 card, so yeah, definitely a high-stake vintage event uh, that happens once a year. I guess it happens three times a year if you want to travel to North America, uh, Europe, and Japan. Uh, but yeah, I think you're not going to go, right? No, right? no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just went, we had our one shot, unfortunately we missed. Uh, I finished in the 16th place over here with my uh, goalless shops, where you played Tinker and did you finish the tournament? No, I actually went uh, three two and and dropped. I was extremely tired. Saturday was uh, a very long day for me for different reasons, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna drop and just go to the hotel, rushing to maybe play the mocks or just take a nap." I yeah. ended ended missing the mocks for like ten seconds, so I was like, "Probably it's for good." So you yeah, probably it's a win <laughs> since the mocks was ten ten rounds of. Yeah. Yeah, I was just so tired. I, I probably should have ended the tournament. If I knew if I knew I would miss the mocks, I would play play the rest onto the tournament, but it was like, you know, let's just run and actually run there, but it was not enough and yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about Sat uh, Saturday though? You finished the tournament. On Saturday was the legacy main event with 714 players, 10 rounds of Swiss, and I believe you you finished it all. Yeah, I actually I did, did because I was like doing well at some point. I think it was 6-1. Or something like this and then a loss when maybe seven one i don't remember exactly but i was like doing well yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah. i think it was seven one and lost the rest i'm not sure but i was doing well and yeah i mean at some point you're there after eight rounds and you're like might as well just end the whole thing right you know and, and it was yeah. it was a good yeah, so, it was a good deck yeah. the format is good i think legacy the gameplay was very diverse and you know different decks i actually like legacy and vintage right now so i mean vintage Vintage is vintage, and as we said last week, like it's it's more vintage than it has ever been, and you just have to accept. Like I just got turn one kill like four times in five. Like it just happens, you know. Like just sometimes I'll do turn one with counter backup or whatever, and the combo decks are very good. It's fine if you accept this and you don't take it too serious. I actually think vintage is cool. The games are actually very interesting, and it's easy to make a mistake that causes you the game. Like it seems like it's gonna be easy to play, but it's not. Uh, like the mulligan decisions that turn one you play a flash storm or not or whatever like it's actually hard to play and I think it's very interesting I, I enjoyed I tested a little bit for the tournament and it was a good process for me it was fun um, you know maybe we can do this in the future again Mango oh yeah I'm, I'm for sure playing every eternal weekend uh uh, in uh, in Europe uh, for the time, and I, I've played like this is my fourth Eternal Weekend already. 
So I definitely enjoy playing uh, Vintage Year and Dear. Uh, also, I uh, got a shout out the clean cut. Like, how often do you get to play a large event with no draws? Anthony, this is probably the only tournament that got like seven rounds, no draws. Like, oh, yeah, not that is even. Strange. I guess there's one. There's no, it's not strange because it's the fastest <laughs> format in the world. It's and vintage, Anthony. <laughs> if you draw, it's if you draw, there is there must be some slow play uh, reasons because oh. it is so impossible to take a draw in this format. And yeah, so clean cut uh, at at six and one with uh, with our friend Rodman uh, finishing in eighth place. And um, yeah, it was uh, it's, it was a good event again. The the the, the vibes are chill. Uh, the the yeah. There was one more thing. Yeah, like it was actually very good because okay, Saturday was a mess because it's a lot of people. So rounds are very slow. Classic as like GP. I joked going there. It was like wow, this is like when we went to GPs in 2014. I didn't know how right it was, but like other than that, uh, it's like on Sunday. Remember Mango? Like rounds were one hour, like one hour since just the, start, the next round starts. Like it was 11. I 22 was up. Like you knew the round would last like one hour max because everyone was just done before or whatever, and that's when was when he moved. Right, that's an upside. Yeah, legacy. <laughs> In, in Legacy, there was a lot of draws into concessions because with X11, you wouldn't make top 8 because it was so large that you actually needed like 9-1. Two people made it X11, but like, you know, it was very unlikely. Uh, so it was, yeah, it's not great that such a large event can't be split in two days. I really wish, uh, I really wish it was split in two days. I don't think they are uh, uh, missing very much. And the prestige of a two-day tournament is much, much higher than a single-day tournament. Uh, regardless of that, we gotta shout out the winner, which is Juju Bean Julian uh, Jakobovitz on uh, Timur Delver. He's been playing this deck for a month uh, on Magic Online uh, without hiding very much information, and he played the same list on the uh, weekend, and he lost one match, going uh, the whole uh, twelve and one in the tournament. I also gotta shout out that in both events, the eventual winner was the one that finished first into a Swiss. Uh, kind of showing to you that being on the play is a massive deal in these older formats and uh, yeah, probably should be implemented on Magic Online too at some point since uh, it is uh, uh, a very important rule in the, in the Magic, the Gathering game and it's not the same as Magic Online, which is kind of weird. Well, Do I we mean, know why is that? I don't know. Like, it, the, it's, the, the, you know? it's not really a rule of Magic the Gathering, it's a rule of tournament tournaments, right? It's not... I mean, I, I, it, it's no, but not do like we know. <laughs> Well, do we know if Magic Online doesn't do it? Like, is there a reason? Or I think it just can't. Um, I I okay. I'm, I believe I it's mean, a technical reason. They don't wanna. Yeah, Fair they enough. don't wanna implement something that you know, says the player begins. I don't, I, again, I don't know, but uh, it was um, it was good. I think that the the meta game of Legacy is uh, super wide. There's no clear winner. So yeah, player player knowledge of the deck is. Uh, is the beast and uh, you have your went with Grixis Delver. Is there some some reason? Do you like this deck over four color more? Not really. I mean, I, I talked a little bit with Wiki and I just didn't feel the four color deck was very good. Uh, and also, like you actually told me, like you said here in the podcast, that ten rounds with a control deck will be like very draining. And I think that's true. And for me, what you said to me here was the the breaker. Like, I was like, yeah, Mango is right. Like, 10 rounds of control is going to be like a nightmare. Like, it's going to be very tiring. I'm going to need three days to recover from that. And I actually want to enjoy my time on Sunday. So I went for Delver, which I did not test much before. So I just copied one necklace and went for it. 
asked Baku yeah, for, from Barcelona a little bit for help, and that's it. I just didn't, you know, didn't try too yeah. much on Legacy. I really wanted to to win the vintage one, uh, but yeah, that was still fine. For it's color over. Con- yeah. for, for color control, aka Urupile is non. In, there's like one in 18 place in the first page, so it wasn't even. I don't know. Like yeah, if, long, I, long tournament. I, yeah, thing, I think right? yeah, these four color decks, are just four color control decks, are just not good in long tournaments. You know, that's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you took my words out of my mouth. Uh, that's exactly what I meant. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the only undefeated player in the tournament was uh, Timur Cascade, which actually ran all the way to the final, losing uh, to Juju Bean, uh, Timur Rhinos. Uh, he went eight o eight o was able to double draw into uh, you know the final with uh, Rhinos. Whoa. Rhinos in all formats. Wow, we're really seeing I think this these is a perfect cascade segment. Decks, like cascade across all the formats. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So let's seg into modder, shall we? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you have something as, as to say, Javier, about the, this weekend? Uh actually, yeah, like the tournament was I want to talk about the tournament a little bit because it was my first eternal weekend. And I actually don't know if all the tournaments are like this, like all the eternal weekends, because it was my first one. I actually told you there. Like I didn't really expect that. Um, obviously, one thing is like the opponents, um, they were very good vibes uh, in a way where, you know, it just made the whole uh, thing very pleasant. Like, I mean, when you're playing, you're trying to win, but there was, I mean, I think you can read Mango here, but like, especially Vintage with the most days, the vibe was like this, just, you know, like this, like, we're here to have a great time vibes, right? And that's just like, I don't know, it was good. But I also had some struggles in the tournament, like we couldn't play by car, on Saturday, I mean, or Sunday or whatever, it was very annoying because I didn't know it. Like, for Sunday, I, did, I knew it, so I actually went to groceries and was ready. But not being able to pay by car things was annoying. I did not, uh, you know, plan this in advance, so I didn't have the currency from in Prague. And it was very bad. I'm also not very good at asking people for things. Like, I, in, I should have done that. Maybe ask some local, you know, you can just maybe buy some water or food or whatever. But not being able to buy things with card there was very annoying for me. Definitely made my day much worse. My whole mood on Sunday when I had food and drink was a whole different thing. And I also, I don't know if you felt like this, but there was a little space in the tournament, especially day two, where we were playing vintage. Like, I think it was round two or three. It was like on the highest tables because I think it was 2-0. I just got a little bit late there, and I just couldn't even put the playmat straight because there was no space to my, for my full playmat. Like, I had to put the corner behind, like, below the, the neighbors. I, that was very bad for me. Like, I think it is a tournament that the, the vibes are great and the prizes are great, so it had everything to be very good. But those things that are, can be taken care of, like, some of the things were very well taken care of. Like, there was this person's, uh, like, you could just leave the, co- the, clo- the cloak, the jacket, Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this jacket place like this jacket warrobe or whatever his name like that's 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 the kind of thing that actually improves the quality right so some of them were actually free? taken care of yeah it was free actually yeah but it could be like nice. one euro or whatever you know uh yeah. it was good that these kind of things are actually good for tournament like but others were not very that uh, for me space is very important i don't know if like other players feel like this but it's like very annoying when you can just not put your elbow right because you're cracking with the elbow from the neighbor it's very messy to play like this uh, so yeah. I actually didn't like well, it at all. Uh, but other that is, than that, you know, that is definitely true. I guess you, like you are a, a bigger person than me, so you feel this problem more yeah. more than me. I <laughs> I felt like uh, I don't know. I felt like it was. Uh, uh, I guess I'm too used to just uh, be uncomfortable at magic tournaments. Uh, it's actually the opposite. When I'm 
have space. I'm like, wow, this is so much space. I can like, you know, put my life pod near the play mat. Like to me, if I can ever do that, then I have so much space. Like, cause I'm so used to just have the play, my play mat. Like you need the play mat cause you need to define your, <laughs> like your territory. I don't know. Okay, can you space. say that? But yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true for sure. Well, I didn't and, think of that. You're right, like you're smaller, so you probably like yeah. Because one round, did one. <laughs> I was like next to like another big man, and we were like, "Wow, this is tight," you know. But yeah, yeah, Quite that's um, yeah. I mean, that's true. That is an upside. Like if yeah. you're playing a tournament like this for Sunday, I'm sure being a small was actually better than being like. Well, a I big mean, guy. yeah, it's it's like how <laughs> you always complain about the airplane seats, and I'm like, I don't know. It seems totally fine to me. In fact, I think <laughs> yeah, too exactly. Much space. Well, it was the airplane or, effect. Or the, yeah. or the bed. Or the bed. Like, oh. yeah, people always complain about the bed. And yeah. I never... Oh, that happens a lot as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, Javier would be like, these beds were unacceptably small. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the shower. No, yeah, there's uh, definitely a lot of uh, different uh, problems. But I guess, uh, you know, G German and Czech people, there's a lot of Germans. and uh, That's true. Yeah, but also, I mean, I remember playing against... Oh. I think it's Saturday. I played like I think it was Tom Booker or something. I don't know. Around eight, seven. Like I played against an opponent who was like, I asked like, "How's the day going?" And he's like, "Well, there's some good things and some bad things, but I choose to to pick up the right, the good things, so I'm in a good mood. Like we are yeah. having even more fun, you know." And I found, yeah, I found that actually very wise. He was like, "You know, there's some bad things here that could be better." But they're also like, you know, people are great and formats are great and we're having fun. So I just elect to yeah. to actually do this. And I was like, well, man, you are so right. Like, this is wisdom. You know, I felt like <laughs> this guy knows what he's talking about. And uh, it actually improved my mood from the rest of the day because I was like, you know, feeling bad. I was hungry, you know, whatever. And it was like, well, you got some point here. So well, shout out to that yeah, guy. I think uh, that is, uh, yeah. I think that Please, is as Tom. much wisdom yeah. as Anthony uh, figuring out that the control decks did not do well in a 10 rounds event where it's going to be, you know, in the side event, uh, they were all doing well the day before. Exactly the same. Story. Yeah. But let's go to uh, a format where that happened as well. Uh, that is the modern showcase where, well, you name it, for color control didn't do well in this Amazing. 10 rounds event. Yeah. But it's only like the seventh well? week in a row, you know? Yeah, you you know what did well? Reckless Gap? No, actually, not, not even. Like, mm -hmm. there's two in the top eight, six in the top 32. Huh. That is... 18% of the top eight, which I'm going to assume it's less than the number of scam that register in the event. So uh -huh. maybe that uh, not an amazing weekend, okay, but sure. like nobody obviously tweeted that because we don't, we don't say good things about uh, metagame, only, only bad things. Mm -hmm. uh, but look at this, the first place, <laughs> the one that went uh, uh, undefeated in the Swiss, it's not actually the player that uh, converted to the win. So there's two team Rhinos in the top four. They all went like X1 in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They were both playing Tishana Stidebinder. This is a new card. I got to play with this card the week before on Magic Online uh, in actually Merfolk and Blue Red. Uh, and this card was amazing for me. Um, it's a three mana, three two that stifles an ability and cancels it for the rest of the turn, which is huge because what happens is uh, today I got to play against uh, Amulet Titan and I was able to stifle an amulet of vigor just entirely like the card doesn't have text anymore and also like they have no removal spell it's for the rest of the I game right yeah. you just said for the rest of the turn it's the rest of the game right i cannot yes. read really well yeah, yeah, here, sorry. But... Okay, okay sorry 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 i meant yeah i, I yeah. said turn but i meant game and and also you can also stifle the uh, fog uh, trigger from the one ring sure they draw a card in response but then you they you don't they don't get to use the ring anymore 
uh, or you can stifle primordial titan. Like all these three modes happen you can today. Eat it as a saga, two rhinos. And so uh, what happens with Urza Saga is interesting, and I think we sh I should say it because on stream often people ask me about it. So you can stifle the ability of Urza Saga to make Construct, so the second chapter. Wait, why can't um, you stifle the first but, one? Uh, I think... I think it still taps for mana if you stifle the first one. Why will it? Why? Though... Like you can waste like, on in response to a trigger, right? So you can stifle the trigger. Then. Okay, maybe maybe that is true. Maybe I just trust my Twitch chat about that. But anyway, uh, let's say Twitch what chat. I'm sure it does. <laughs> Twitch so, chat has never been wrong. So. If you Tishana State Binder a construct, uh, they will still be able to get the ability because Tishana State Binder says if an ability of an artifact creature or planeswalker is countered this way, it loses all the abilities. Uh, so it doesn't stifle uh, the Urza Saga. Although, if you stifle the second chapter of Saga, then they will never make be able to make Construct because, you know, on the third chapter, uh, it, it, it dies and it doesn't have that ability to make a Construct again. So uh, that is uh, what happens uh, in that interaction. But this card is definitely super cool. It does a yeah. lot of things. In so if you stifle the mana, it will not make, never make mana, right? Because it will go to chapter two straight. Maybe, maybe that is true. Yeah. That makes sense. I've been told that it still has mana, but it doesn't make any sense. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, anyway, in Rhinos, this card is great because you actually hold up mana a lot for outbursts, for subtlety, for force of negation, for flame of honor. Also, it's a wizard. So Ooh. you get to huh. do the two modes with flame of honor. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, as I said uh, the other time, it's I stifled the Oblivion Stone, I stifled the Card Miners, or Explosives. Like, yeah, this card does uh, very many things, and I think it's going to make Rhinos even better than before. Uh, Rhinos is good because it has a slightly above 50% win rate against the uh, Scam. Is it really only slightly? Although this card is I not great against as Rhinos, I don't know. Well, Scam, yeah. I mean... This Tishana Scar actually seems great. Uh, you don't like it that much on the surface, but what you're only saying does make sense, and hmm. I can see why this card is great in the Shagadev. But specifically in the scam, it doesn't look very good. So yeah, it's exactly. probably one Although of the situations where, you know, like. Although post sideboard, scam brings in explosives and chalice, and this card is good against both. Although obviously it dies to removal. Yeah, but like in yeah, one, you, it doesn't do much, right? Like in one, if you do two of these, yeah, you yeah. lost. Okay, no. Like, it, it's kind of funny yeah, because this is a card that it makes deck, that makes, it makes this deck better, but ironically, makes it like less good at the reason for the deck being good so i will see how it, you know how it affects you still have uh, you still have um, interesting applications with this against cam uh against the uh, undying evil so for example if they uh try to undying evil their thing uh, the creature dies and then you can stifle the ability to, for it to come back. Or you can stifle a Fable uh, trigger, like the first one, for example, yeah. uh, a Fetch Land. Like, there are applications everywhere. Like, you're, it's so rare that you're going to sideboard this card out or be like, this card does nothing in the magic. Well, I mean, this card is, by oh. definition, a card that it's virtually never going to do anything. Like, there's always going to be trigger abilities somewhere. We had this conversation before, right? Just because a card can legally do something doesn't mean that it's actually Yeah, be doesn't mean it's good. good. Like, I, I'm pretty sure no, but, this card makes the matchup against Scam Wars game 1, right? Like, that's kind no, of... No, but for example, obvious. against Blue Red Merc Tide, I think you can actually side, side this card out. Because, you know, you're only fat, you're stifling like a fetch land. Well, these so, plus uh, explosives also, though, explosives. right? Explosives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Support. Explosives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But against Cam, you know, the fact that you stifle the um, uh, unearth effect, sorry, undying effect, uh, that is, I think, you know, sometimes it's worth the card. This is what I meant. Like, even if it dies, you still counter the uh, undying malice abilities. I always call it a different way. One day I'll, uh, 
one day sure. one day I'll call it let's see and go away well but at yeah, least no, we're anyway, not calling it Stifle Marfolk I'm, I'm super high on this card I think it's great and uh, I think it's going to see a lot of uh, uh, see, see a lot of play modern um, yeah there's a Another deck that did amazingly in this showcase challenge, which again was like this 500 people tournament, was Amulet. There was three copies of Amulet. And then in the next challenge, two finalists, uh, first and second, was Amulet. Uh, so yeah, Amulet of Vigor is uh, definitely doing great, mostly because it loses the scam, but it's pretty good against the rest, in theory. Um, is it good against Rhinos? Like, it's supposed to be bad against Rhinos against a scam, right? So maybe it's just the deck being great. Like, if it's bad against the scam and against Rhinos, and the most played decks are Rhinos and Scam, and Amulet still does well, that speaks of the power of the deck, yeah. doesn't it? Yes, yes, it yeah, does. I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah, to say that Rhinos wasn't too popular. Like, it was two in the top eight, but and uh, I'm not going to say last week it was popular. Maybe this weekend it's going to be popular. Today, in a challenge, I played against three Rhinos. So, Rhinos is definitely on the rise from, like, this week on. Uh, but, you know, we're looking at the uh, old uh, results of last week, and so maybe the metagame wasn't still, like, so much into Rhinos. And especially Rhinos with the Shanastite Binder, which is insane against Amulet, because he has no removal spell. So, you know... Yeah, uh, that card just destroys your Titan. Like, I don't know, it just seems like a nightmare matchup. Yeah, there's... Uh, uh, there's the uh, the new card that Amulet Titan is playing, which is a Spelunking. I've seen list in the main deck, I've seen list in the sideboard. And uh, Spelunking is a way for you to uh, put a land into play untapped that isn't, like, that doesn't die necessarily to a removal spell. So, for example, if your opponent, like, kills your amulet, then, you know, you're not down a card, because obviously it's a one-for-one, one, but Spelunking is, like, an explore effect that also does the amulet of vigor thing. So, uh, this is um, maybe why people are playing it post-sideboard, because it's good against the Force of Vigor decks. I'm assuming, but again, I don't have that much knowledge into Amulet to explain why people are now trying this card. Yeah, I could I mean, see it being good in fair games, so. Yeah, you probably just nailed it, actually. Yeah, so Splunking is a 3-man enchantment that when it comes into play, you put an extra land, and it's a if it's a cave, you gain 4 life, and the lands you, uh, you control enter the battlefield untapped. Uh, I've seen some people saying that Splunking turn off your deck, but that's not actually how it works. If you have Amulet of Vigors, Two minutes of vigor and one spelunking in play. When you play a Smigro Chamber, you can choose which replacement effect to put well, on the stack. I mean, of vigor is not a replacement so effect. I don't think that's correct. I believe that's how uh, it works on Magic yeah, Online, but I don't think this is correct. Like, how is that a replacement oh, so effect? Literally, says whenever like you know amulet triggers, right? So well, may may maybe maybe the permanent maybe the permanent comes is gonna come into play tab before it sees the spelunking. It no, because the spelunking amulet. is a replacement effect, so mm -hmm. it entering tab just doesn't happen. Like, okay. I mean, I actually don't know how this works. I ne I've never okay, had so these two cards. Today I played against this deck on Magical Line, and uh, if they had both spelunking and amulet in play, and my opponent chose to put the two amulets of vigor in play, I believe that's to get yeah, I, I think that's about, of it. I, that it shouldn't work that way. I'm quite sure of this okay all right well, we're about to learn something for next episode yeah yeah i'm sure this someone will tell us for sure. to ask that yeah they will okay, probably okay. Yeah, as usual are... just tell us that i'm right but hashtag yeah. mtg rules uh, I, th I think there's hope for the non-antonio fans here maybe he's wrong yeah he's not very <laughs> yeah, commonly they... wrong though but there's hope for them if you are a judge and you want to uh, interact with us on twitter you can tag you can tag me and say oh the rule of magical line is 
uh, wrong. If you have two amulets of vigor and one spellanking in play and place in vigor chamber, it comes into play untapped. You don't trigger your amulet of vigor. So yeah. I want to add something. If Anthony is actually wrong, you can tag him. That's funnier. That seems reasonable. Add MTG, yes. add, add MTG band card. Yeah, that's you know. Let's make an exception. And if Mango is wrong, you can tag him, right? That, that's fair. Yeah, but that will, they, they always tag Mango, so it's good. That's true. Yeah. Yes. I'm safe. Um, and uh, in a sea of awful matchups, I don't know how I don't know how Zerk manages to do it. He <laughs> went ten and zero in the Swiss with Yogmoth. Oh my god! Yogmoth notably bad against uh, uh, Mer Team Rhinos, Rakdos Gam, and I think it's bad against Yogmoth too. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm Amulet. Yeah, it's like mono bad matchups, huh. just shared yeah, winning matches. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's still. I mean, he's very so good congrats. at this deck. Uh, wow, he is Zerk. a master of the deck, but that's like you know at some point it's like. Yeah, like uphill battle like every matchup is like bad yeah then we see uh, I suspect also Tishana's Tisha not being particularly bad against Yamoth as well so oh yeah uh, for sure like yeah there is Avir I want to know your opinion on this deck this deck came 13 it's monogreen Tron it doesn't play any sphere or star and it's playing four generous ent four <laughs> carn liberated two Eugene the spirit dragon four explore uh, this is the great. Like, I haven't seen a, a Mono Green Tron uh, wild list as this one. And again, it came uh, 13th in the showcase. I went 8 and 2. So, you know, that's a pretty good record. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely play this deck on stream in the next day. Well, I, I'm going to concede to something. This version is the best Tron you can, could ever uh, build to be decent against Amulet. Because the Generous End is something like, wasn't table. Like, Generous End enables Force of Eagle, right? Yes, uh, and this the, deck is playing three force of vigor. Yeah, so this is how important. Like, uh, what I see here is this person is like, all right, my deck needs force of vigor to compete. So how do I make yeah. a Tron deck that's you know able to feed force of vigor? And this is the answer. Like this player's answer is this, is and I think it actually makes sense. Uh, I yeah. still think though you can just cut Ugin the Impalable Dragon for two stars or something, because stars actually good with explore anyway. Or yeah, also no. There's zero Vermcoil engine in the 75. Yeah, you have Generous Sand. It's so much better. Yeah, it's it's. This, but the thing is, you can turn three Generous Sand if you have a star. So I will still play some stars here. Like one or two, probably, at least, over, like, two of the big cards. I think it has too many big cards. Like, it also, has, also doesn't have Ulamog, which I think is not... Ulamog. Really right. Oh, wow. It doesn't have Ulamog. Yeah, but I think... So I don't really agree with what's going on here, but I actually think this is reasonably well thought. So hmm. I'm... That's my answer. Like, I think this person might be into something. I think this deck can be built better. Like, I don't really like the details, but I think the idea might be the best way for Tron going forward. Like, you Tron know, keeps I, evolving. if I was playing a tournament with, yeah, if I will play a tournament with Tron now, I will definitely give this this a try because I might probably not like it a lot, but there's an easy chance I actually learn something from this and I can use this in other Tron decks as well. And, you know, yeah. also know how much I can stretch the shell on the Force of Vigor camp as well so yeah i mean good job Ardos. Yeah, also wow. there are there isn't cityscape leveler in the sideboard which is a card that i often uh, often grab uh yeah a lot that's of, a detail uh, yeah. yeah yeah a lot of innovations definitely in this list and again this is a this is a cool tournament like this is then you know definitely a tournament to uh, check out if you're interested in competitive modern there's creativity today by spider space which is the person that you know kind of uh, brought back five color creativity in the first place um uh, yeah there's uh, there's the first uh, four color uh, deck which is the up the beanstalk uh, by bullwinkle which is notably the person that uh, made like 
made the new rhinos uh, that we see now with uh, uh, mystical dispute and no furies but you know somehow not playing rhinos now that is uh, supposed to be very good so it is always interesting to see um you know how uh, players think about uh, a, f a format mm -hmm. um all right shall we move to pioneer which is probably the biggest deal of the week yeah, I mean, it's been quite a week for Magic, right? Like, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, so much, so much happened. All right. We should go to Pioneer. Great. I don't know. Yeah. It's like... So what would you play this oh, weekend actually... if you had the tournament with Modern Rhinos? What, what what would I play if I had a tournament with Modern yeah. Rhinos? Yeah. Uh, in Modern. Is it a short or long play as well? <laughs> yeah. So if it's a long tournament, I don't play for color. <laughs> if it's a short one, I might consider it. Uh, but uh, regardless of that... Um, I want to try Tishana's Wayfinder. Uh, sorry, Tidebinder. Why do you say Wayfinder? Anyway, I want to try Tishana's uh, Tidebinder. Um, I think I want to play Blue-Red Merktide with Tishana. I think that, uh, once again, Blue-Red Merktide is nowhere to be seen, and that's the perfect time to play it. Uh, and, um, yeah, I like the card, and I think it fits the um, strategy well. And uh, I, I still need to think about the list, obviously, like, as, as always, the question of, like, what would you play would require some testing, whereas I'm just kind of playing leagues with uh, a deck that I net deck. But from what I've seen, Tishan is great, and I want to play with her. Uh, or it. How do you say, Anthony? It or her? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I usually just use it to refer to cards in general, because I think of the cards as okay, okay. cards. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, okay. Nothing in Spanish. All right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. What about you, Avi? Would you, would you play uh, Entron? Uh, no, I will actually play Rhinos, Rhinos and I will, mm. you know, blame you or thank you if I play against Mortite with uh, Tishana, depending on if I win or lose the match. Oh, but Tishana counters Cascade. We haven't mentioned it yet, but it does. Yeah, so, so maybe, have, maybe... more counters against Leading End. No. Maybe I will blame so you then. Isn't like... Yeah, Leading End isn't... I will play uh, Rhinos. Like, it seems match. like a very well-rounded deck. Like, it's good against a scam, which is already, like, a very high bar to beat. And the deck is just like... I, I mean, what's... What beats Rhinos? Like, for color is one of the best against Rhinos, and it's like, play with less. Tron. I guess, like, I, I don't know. I just don't know what beats Rhinos as much. Tron beats Tron, but yeah, used Tron be, is... Like, used to be Tron. But Tron is like, nowhere. Like, yeah. it's not very, also, well, not very played. Also, also Tishana's Tishana, Tishana, I think... Really yeah, it might change mm, that, honestly. True, yeah. Like, yeah. it might change. Well, I don't think it's going to change it to the point where Rhinos is, like, favored, but definitely, like, enough helps, to, yeah, for the matchup to be so, just fine. Yeah, and... Oh, I had a... I don't know. I had a... Yeah, I had a play pattern that... Uh, couldn't happen in the past where you play Blood Moon and usually you like kind of ignore Blood Moon because you resolve Oblivion Stone and then you crack it on 5 mana but actually on 5 mana I had Tishana so I was able to tap out for Blood Moon uh, play something and then add Tishana uh, on turn 5 uh, which was a play pattern that I did and I didn't have Force Negation but I still had a, an answer to it uh, so uh, that was another uh, avenue that Tishana gave uh, which was super cool yeah, so for me, strong. Rhinos for sure. Like I just think see the deck and I say like, okay, this deck has no not like an obvious hole for the weekend. And even man matches like Living and Tishana makes it better. So that's that will be definitely my pick for the weekend. Like clearly, I will play Rhinos. Yeah. Um all right. There was another thing to talk about last weekend that happened is that uh um Javier played the quarterfinal sorry, the semifinals and then the finals of the modern super league, beating Canister on Amulet. Uh, so, um, and then losing to Corey uh, in the mirror match. Um, as always, you uh, had to guess what your opponent were playing, and you guessed it right uh, for the second time in a row, right? Because you guessed Nathan was Man. on Scam, 
you you guessed uh, that canister was on amulet so that's why you played is this the first time you played scam in the whole uh, super league uh it's actually a thing the first time i have played scam in my life other than like <laughs> oh, a few wow. testing houses like testing house yeah. games yeah i just never played scam before i was like yeah <laughs> i just like well i mean it's just the right deck to play i don't know how to play that much but it's the right deck to play so let's go for it i played the league just to warm up a little bit and that's it yeah <laughs> yeah that that was cool and uh, so yeah, and then you you lost in the in the final to Corey. I watched the uh, I watched your uh, semifinals against Canister. Uh, that was a quite the game, honestly. You 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 lost the first one, then the game three seemed like you could never lose, and then you draw like what twelve bricks in a row. Mm -hmm. And Canister was able to draw basic forest into Dryad into Dismember, and it was almost going back. And you finally draw one spell after. Like, the longest series of breaks. It was quite a game, yeah. I mean, if I lose that game, at least it's like a great show. And yeah, I lost the finals to Corey. It was a mirror. He's an I expert of the deck. You know, it was a very close games, to be fair. Like, But it was in the final. It was good. I actually enjoyed this process a lot. Like, the semi-finals were also very fun. And, you know, I wanted to win it all. But I still, like, you know, I, I definitely leave this the league with a great memory. Like, I'm going to remember this league as something that I enjoyed a lot. And that's you know, uh, something good for this kind of events, I think. I think, like, if players are commenting, commenting and playing, if the players are having fun, you can tell, you know, when mm. you see them just talking about the games or whatever. Uh, so it was good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's move into Pioneer. This is definitely the uh, talk of the week. So uh, let, me, um, let me kind of explain what happened in the weekend. Uh, so this new mechanic that we've talked about uh, in the previous episode it is um the uh, discover mechanic i'm trying to read the card quintorius canned uh, which is this planeswalker uh, that at minus comes to play a four five mana on four loyalty minus three discover four which means reveal the top of the deck until you find a four or less mana card and put it into uh, put it on the stack so quintorius says whenever you play a spell from the exile it drains you to life so what you do with quintorius is you minus three you flip through the deck, your only targets available are Clever Impersonator or uh, uh, Spark Double, which are clones uh, that actually, uh, well, uh, Spark Double, uh, you get to keep both Quintor's can because it removes the legendary effect, whereas Clever Impersonator is just a copy. So let's say you hit Spark Double first, you get an initial copy of Quintor's can, and while you cast the Spark Double, you deal two damage because you're casting it from the exile. And then you continue doing that and you just kill your opponent on the spot and you've played a card that costs five mana, one card combo. Um, you play Mana Ramp, like Beanstalk Giant, Greater Tanuki, and Herd Migration, and you play interactions like Trumpeting Carnosaur, Leyline Binding, Virtue of Persistence. And yeah, this deck went first in the Swiss, first in the tournament by uh, Yuki Chikawa, multiple times Pro Tour Topator, uh, probably also Mox, uh, Mox Champion actually. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool to see, and the, the finalist was another Discover deck uh, by uh, JMM, Pro Tour Champion, so two uh, world-class player uh, finishing the uh, in the final of this Pioneer Showcase. Uh, this is a, 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 a different take on the uh, Discover combo, that's usually that's using another card, this is an uncommon, it's Geo Geological Appraiser, which is a 4-mana 3-2 that when it comes into play, if you cast it, you discover 3. Uh, so what happens is that 
you discover three and your uh, hits are only um, Glasspool Mimic, which copies the Geolical Appraiser and Synthesis Tenety B, you keep the chain going and finally you get Elish Evolution, you can sacrifice the Appraiser and you go get Trumpeting Carnazor and you keep this going until you have enough board state that you get Doomscar Giant, sorry, Doomscar Titan, six mana four four, when it comes into play, your creatures get plus one plus zero and haste and you attack. And instead of ramping with uh, the other ramp spell in this deck, you have to ramp with Creative Outburst, Magma Opus, and Elemental Masterpiece. And this is my explanation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good one, right? Uh, how do you feel about this, Anthony, about the format? We shall talk about what the deck do first. Uh, yeah, let's start with what the decks do, I suppose. It seems more... It seems like an important baseline. <laughs> Well, there's two decks, right? Like, the first yes. one is basically casting Contorius as a 5-mana win-the-game card. Uh, but not also that, like, also the the, car the Trumpeting Carnosaur, a.k.a. the new Carney, uh -huh. it's yeah. actually also a 6-mana six win-the-game, right? The idea yes. is we have 8 cards that are, like, I win the game. Yes. That's a shortcut. Yes. And the other one does the same with a 4 on a 6. Because yes. if you cast the 4, you actually the in the game. Yes, this means the deck has a bunch of combinations of turn 3 kill. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but like that's basically what they do. These decks do the same, but one is like way better at interacting, and the other one has basically one of the kill cards cost four instead of five. I think that would be the the, um, the easiest way to sum it up. I think only the only the JMM version can kill on turn three. Correct. Uh, the Quintorus can the, can only kill on. Turn that that four. is correct. Yes. Yeah. So JMM has like a four mana kill and a six mana kill, and Ichikawa has the uh, five mana kill, six mana kill. But the, yes. the the one has like virtue, which is Leyland binding. It's more like a functional matrix deck, whereas the AM one is more like you know a traditional combo deck where it's like faster, but also more of a glass cannon. If you want to talk other like this, like if you had hate cards against this deck, for example, the AM deck would be way worse because if you look at the deck list, if they you know let's say they play like against you know a Grafius Cage, <laughs> for example, well then they will have an issue. Right, whereas the other Kadeg can actually just answer pretty much everything because it can just play a fair game with like bindings, virtues. Like you, you can even win the game with like the virtues. You know, like there's a lot of things that they can do. Even Beastock Giant is like an acceptable B plan if they're playing hate cards, right? You just play a seven seven. So there are different different approaches to the same Cascade combo. Deck, sorry, uh, Discover combo deck, funny, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the logic says. The one with Quintorius should be better in the long run because it's the one that's better against Skate. But the fact that presumably the game one should be better in the mirror matches because it's faster maybe just turns turn thing around. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I don't know if uh, JMM's version is actually better in the mirror because uh, I think uh, Ichikawa's version is probably better at interact. Like you can be faster, but they only have to have binding to stop you, right? Um, yeah. Well, or, but or they have to have living. binding. They can have consign as well. So, yeah, for maybe example, that, that, something that can true. happen... It's also, like, slightly risky, because um, the Clever Impersonator is actually a problem. So, something that actually happened was uh, Jamin went for the combo, the trigger got stifled, the Carnosaur trigger got stifled, and then Ichikawa played a Clever Impersonator, copied the copied his opponent's Carnosaur and killed them. Like, wow. That's, 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 that's actually, great, like, actually. a real thing. Yeah, when you say stifle, when you say stifle, stifle we're talking about repudiate yes. or replicate. Yes, that's well, a green. That's a different thing, though. Yeah. Because that's that's like Tio's deck being actually like having a force of for specifically the mirror match. That's how how good he thought the deck was. Well, it's best for the mirror, it but it's not only for the mirror because um, like the card is just kind of functional as 
in general, I think. Um, something. Well, that's... but you will play the crab, I think, right? You will play the mirror shell crab or whatever. Yeah, that's the crab is probably the better in general. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. So, so something that I'll note that's funny yeah. about Repudiate Replicate is that normally you can't play five mana cards um, because, you know, you would hit them. But the, the other side of uh, Repudiate Replicate, Replicate is actually a clone as well. So it actually does still. Oh wow! It still works perfectly well. That's in the combo. It's very so if you play funny. if you play trumpeting, if you play trumpeting Carnosaur, you hit this. You just choose Replicator on trumpeting Carnosaur. Yes, and you flip again. It's pretty great. Wow. Yeah. So basically, this is like Mississippi River in Legacy into Pioneer, well, which is uh, like one card combo. Your deck functions in a way where if it's left unchecked, it's gonna not uh, statistically kill you because there is like a situation of draws where you can't kill your opponent right like if you draw too many clones uh, well not the Kintor- not one is yeah i think Kintor's one if you don't have like two yeah it's 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 very hard to not i played some games in arena just to see what's up with the deck so i can understand it more it, it's not very easy to not kill the opponent <laughs> like it's actually very yeah. hard uh, like very very hard. There are, there I mean, are some you know. with 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 the with Eldritch Evolution versions. It is possible that you end up drawing too many and then hitting them in the wrong order. Maybe you can't kill them immediately, but yeah, like exactly. it's extremely unlikely. Like it's extremely unlikely, very 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 unlikely that you would not be able to um, win the game. Yeah. Uh, and for example, yeah, that's why we have another... Kalta, because like if you have drawn the Doomscar Titan, then you can upgrade a Carnosaur into Galta using Eldritch Evolution and then put the Titan into play f- from your hand. For example, so that's why that's there. By the way, that might not have been immediately obvious. Yeah, so I played a little bit more with this one, and my impression was like being able to kill on turn three has a lot of implications on the other deck. It doesn't, particularly like the opponents cannot deploy pressure before you actually turn to kill them. That's a Splendor Twin effect, right? Like, yes. but Splendor Twin costs four. This is like I've been playing games. I'm on the play. And I play two lands and pass, and if they tap out for like a harvester, they're dead. Well, yeah, the, that's, way, the way I would. Uh, that's a lot of pressure. The thing I would compare it to is just this is just like a way more consistent and powerful Grease Fang deck. Because, you know, sometimes yeah. you feel to tap out on turn two because they might go end step salvage, untap Grease Fang, and then you're basically dead. But this does it way more consistently yeah. because you don't need to hope that your Grease Salvage high rolls and, you know, throws a Parhelion in the graveyard. Um, they just need to have drawn the Appraiser and have one of their. Uh, many treasure and, generators and then they have and, that yeah. and then that's how and then it becomes difficult to play against this deck because you can you want you don't want to tap out in case you just die but then they can actually progress what they're doing by you know they make enough treasures to start uh, you know setting up some bigger plays so treasures or lands uh, from Ichikawa's case I should clarify Um, so yeah th- there is some split to twin situation and like the decks are trying to exploit that, right? Like, it's not just about immediately comboing your opponent as quickly as you can, because that's... Uh, it, it is certainly very interruptible if you're just going all in on the combo. The decks are good because they can threaten the combo and then try to do something else at the same time. I think that's very important. Yeah, and, and also, like, we should point out that the rest of the top eight, it is all the interactive deck. It's, like, three is at Phoenix, two Rakdos deck, and I guess the one Boros Convoke where, I guess, whoever... I don't know, it's faster wins, but like the other decks were all interactive deck. So saying that this deck loses to interaction, like I've heard a lot, it's just, yeah, it did not happen in the tournament. I'm sure that they played against a lot of Izzet Phoenix, which is a super popular deck on, on Pioneer. There was again, three in the top eight and uh, and, and they didn't make it to the final. So uh, I would say that overall, uh, this deck, 
is able to fight their way to get I, I didn't have the chance to play uh, this decks yet but uh, the 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 result of this past weekend are uh, pretty big deal and this weekend I, I know there is a regional championship in Canada uh, I'm not sure which uh, which which is the city but like I know there is a regional championship in Canada so uh, to uh, next Toronto, uh, episode will... Tokyo and I'm sorry I don't I think there's one in South America but I don't know where it is Oh wow I didn't know that okay so there's three R seed so next episode is going to be we're definitely going to look at a lot of those results and and tell you like if this is like uh cuz like obviously now everyone's man talking as always right and uh, we now have just one tournament where the deck was even unknown so obviously there's no uh, need to ban talk right now, but the next week uh, we were gonna have some like meaningful results from uh, important events, right? Yeah, I think it's really exciting. Of course, um, Ichikawa was talking a lot about uh, the implications of this for those RCs because I mean he, he's Japanese, so and his audience is Japanese, and the Japanese RCs next weekend. So there was a lot of interest in that in particular. Um, yeah, that it, it would be really exciting. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of hype and concern. That's normal. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I do think. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say that it seems like uh, Ichikawa has really thought about the things in his deck. I listened to him explain uh, a lot of the card choices uh, behind his deck, um, and yeah, I'm certain that he has given. He 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 put a lot of work into this. I think a lot of other versions of uh, the discover combos are. Uh, they're very new, right? I mean, the set has been out not not even a week, really, by the time of this tournament. But uh, so most of these are just not very refined. Like I know, uh, JMM said that he would have changed some things in retrospect. Um, he, he would change them going forward. But I think I think Ichikawa has put far more work into it than anyone else. Yeah, I think that the craziest part of JMM list is that he's playing Zalfrin Void hmm. when Crystal Grotto is legal. I think that is uh, oh, sure. the mean... sign that he, uh, you know, his list is, uh, I, I believe he, he tweeted something like, I just had decked this right before the, the tournament and I haven't played a single game with it. Sure. Um, I don't even know where that deck it from, but this is like I guess the the internet hype. And also, I uh, I guess it's cool to mention that in the same weekend there was an historic uh, qualifier of Magic Arena. Uh, historic is like the uh, eternal of Magic Arena, and this deck with some extra uh, card that isn't legal in Pioneer uh, top eight. Uh, sorry, uh, won the thing like went seven uh, zero in day two, uh, getting the um, all the invites uh, and yeah, the yeah, qualifier so, weekend. You know, that yes. this archetype. Yeah, this archetype is doing all the uh, similar things. I will, over I will to know that Magic the player Arena who fourteen out the qualifier weekend also a strong Japanese player, Sawtree, I think it is. Um, I think that's the username. But um, yeah, the Japanese players were really on top of uh, the the discover combos this weekend. And well, you know, <laughs> the Japanese have always been very good. The Japanese Magic community has always been very good at working out these like sweet combo decks. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's MTG Guru on 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 Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, I think that is the... There is a, a card called the Pantlaza Sunflavor, which is a commander card that's only legal in uh, on Magic Arena. That is an extra, an extra. Right, it's, it's more redundancy. Piece, uh, to, yeah. To, to, yeah, more redundancy to to give the deck more consistency. So yeah, again, uh, this, it's all about combo pioneer uh, right now, and uh, it's kind of exciting to me, you know, seeing it from the outside. It isn't just a, a mono green. Right, I mean. It's not just Pioneer, like we've always seen it in this month, but it's just something completely new. And uh, 
yeah, seeing it from the outside is fun. I, I don't know how fun it is to to play with or against this deck, but it's more it's uh, more interesting than the, you would think. Like I've been playing a lot the last uh, playing and watching a lot the last couple of days, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's uh, a deck that can have very free wins sometimes, but you get some interesting games because of that tension between uh, uh, wanting to develop and not wanting to expose yourself to a possible combo, trying to figure out like what exactly their plan is. Uh, especially playing as Ichikaz version is really interesting. I played against a different Japanese pro uh, who was playing that deck, and I really enjoyed our games. So, yeah, I mean, the gameplay doesn't seem horrible. It's also worth mentioning that this cover isn't, um, like, you put the card in your hand. So if your opponent, like, kills your thing, I don't know how much that relevant is, but you can... Sure, it's relevant. You, get, you it still be? get card advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how how much you gain from having a um, energy solution in your hand. But. Well, you can gain by having the mimic in your hand, which is a big deal because it can be a land to play the Carnosaur, for example. Oh, a mimic. Oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, you play a cascade card, the discover card. They kill it. You flip the mimic, and then you have a land in your hand, which is actually yeah. good. You know, like I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I do feel like the pattern, the Splinter Twin pattern, is better with a GM deck where it's like, you know, creature removal is good, so you have this tension or whatever. That's actually not that true for the Gintorius one. Yes. Like, if you're playing more traditional decks like Phoenix or whatever, you will not be able to interact with five plus smokers just killing you. You're just going to die. So it's definitely trickier. And, well, the big question here, this is week one. It seems like this is at least going to be tier one easily for Pioneer, uh, right? Um, sure. How do you, you guys I, think this is real? Like this, this deck is gonna be a tier one. Do you guys think yeah, that this is gonna be banned in two months or or what? Yeah, I think that the immediate uh, thing that I would think if I had to play the RC is, is my deck, like let's say I have put, let's say I'm a, um, Lotus Field Master or Rakdos Sacrifice Master. Now I have to think. Okay, so how does my deck do against a turn four consistent kill, like? You know, the, this would be the questions I ask, right? What? I, I mean, there are questions to ask. But why would? I mean, if they kill, um, no, no deck is good against a ten four kill. But that's all. I, I just don't think that's a question. Yeah, you cannot raise well, this deck. It's that, also like Lenin binding virtual persistence. You will never raise this deck. Like the questions well, I would like, ask, for you know, example, like, if no, just more generic ones, like you know, like how do I attack this deck, or what do I expect people to yeah. do with this deck? How do I expect people to periods yeah, probably should be good against this, right? Yeah, yeah. this this is what 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 I meant was if I play let's say Grace Fang or Boris Heroic or even Boris Convoke, uh -huh. well, you can just play like four Silence or uh, I don't know. There must be some cards like Silence or Dumping Sphere, like all these cards are just very good against this deck. So, for example, Rakdos Sacrifice from uh, uh, Walkie, I remember, used to play three uh, Dumping Sphere and maybe go up to four. Or, you know, something like this. Is this enough? You know what I mean? I'm this was the thing that I was saying. Like, oh, It's not Dumping Sphere, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not very good. Um, Does Dumping Sphere not stop the deck? No, it doesn't really work. I mean... In theory, yes, but it's it doesn't it doesn't really play out that way because it doesn't look like an sphere. I mean, they're gonna, yeah, it doesn't look like a sphere will be this deck. But um, but like if I have a sphere in play and you play Quintorius and you minus three, you can't play a clone. Well, but then right? you don't you don't minus three, like okay, so you make a token. Okay, yeah, like it's the deck is a very functional deck. I see. Like also, okay. you have like seven mana, you can still do something. Like I, I don't think this, this is, is gonna fall to like this is not a lot of sphere where sphere actually like. 
So the horses mm-hmm. against combo, they can actually host your kill or host your development. When horses host your kill, they're way worse because you can actually do your thing. And, you know, imagine you're playing Voros, right? And you play Sphere and two creatures and they kill the two creatures. Then you have the Sphere, but you will not win the game. Uh, if, uh, that's if, different if, to Lotus. You know, if, if I was playing just, Convert, yeah, yeah. I would not play Damping. I would not put. I would not have Damping Sphere in if it costs zero mana. Like I think it hurts you more than it hurts. It's more likely to make you lose the game. Yeah, no, I meant Sacrifice. Yeah. I think Convo can play Silence, for example. But though. still, like, sure. like you, the, those are cards that attack their kill. Like those cards only can like look at this deck. Like you can lose a fair game against this deck. It's not that hard, and that's a big issue. I feel for for the hate cards. That's why I think this deck is actually better than the other one. Like you, ideally, you will need a card that's like Sphere is against Lotus, where you also ca- cast the card and they will not function very well. I mean, right. obviously, oh, like a Blood Moon, you know, like I'm saying Blood Moon. Obviously, yeah, yeah, Blood Moon is not legal, but like a Blood Moon will be good because of that reason. I mean, not against this one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a kind yeah, of combo card. What you mean. Yeah, but Blood Moon against yeah, Samurai so- is a great card because they cannot do their thing. They cannot tool around with the Blood Moon in the battlefield. Yeah, so I kind of, I put that question in the perspective of, you know, of a competitor of an RC of this weekend that has tested a lot their deck, ready to go, and then boom, one week before, the metagame completely changes. Like, what are their steps, given they don't have, like, infinite time to, or, you know, or kind of availability to change to this deck? Like, okay, like how, like, yeah. Well, all right, let's not, all right, well, I mean, usually I prefer not to, uh, Factor very heavily card availability into tournaments, but that's because uh, Javier and I are often preparing for uh, very much top level events and concerned about very top level opponents, which is not going to be true for every RC. So, especially on short notice, so maybe uh, card availability is something that we can acknowledge as an issue in this specific context. Um, the first thing that I would say to every RC competitor that uh, is in this conundrum and you know, I mean, it is a conundrum. Uh, maybe some people enjoy the challenge. Maybe some people are in terrible disarray. It depends <laughs> uh, on how you approach tournaments, I suppose. But uh, first thing to remember is that everybody else is in the same boat as you. So I think that should uh, that's a very important thing in terms of guiding what you're going to do uh, and what can realistically happen, right? Like, if you think it's basically impossible for you to find the cards and you're really stressed out about that, really hard for a lot of other people as well right so just remember, and also remember everyone else is wants to react to the same thing that you do think about that as well i think that's the most important thing for me in terms of processing this news um and talking about that in general and not you know specific to this deck or whatever yeah i mean there's a lot of questions uh if i was playing drc so um, the first question is like obviously well the first question is anthony said like can i actually play this deck or not but then it's like well how much do i like my deck because if you are like you know if i was like i'm a phoenix expert ah by all means i will actually just play phoenix like you can just play some cards that are good against this deck but i don't think this is as good like this is not a hogak and if it is it's gonna take a while, and also it's like kind of tricky to play. Uh, like if you play a mirror match of this deck, it's not very easy to do so. Whatever, like, and you're gonna have like a lot of interaction that's hard because you don't know which hate pieces you will face, so you will have not, you know, you have no experience. So it's gonna be hard to play this deck. But if you play your deck very well and you're an expert, uh, by all means, I will stick with it. I will play a little bit against these or put some hate cards, you know, try to find the best ones. Uh, but the other, on the other side, if I'm like, you know, playing the RC, I'm like 
not a big fan of either deck or whatever. Like, you know, I'm, 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 I might be like, yeah, I might play just Phoenix, but just because I don't like anything else. Well, maybe this opens two opportunities. One, you could play this deck, or two, you could find, like, you could jump into a deck you think is great against this, which they must yeah. exist. Like, I assume Spirits has to be good, but there's surely, like, all the decks are good against this. Um, uh, so that's an opportunity to be like, well, I don't like any deck, so I might as well just play one that I think beats the best, just in case. But keep in mind, Anthony said this, like, the card availability is an issue. Like you, it's very bad if you change this and then you don't play ever against this deck. So, you know, I will default to, you know, I play a deck very well, just put some hate cards there. If you know your deck very well, you know which are the luxury slots. So you know what you can cut from your deck to put mm-hmm. a card that's, you know, narrow. But I will not go a long way. Like, probably will not make many changes in the main deck or whatever, you know, if I play like a Monogreen or Phoenix deck or whatever. That That's that's how I feel about this. If I played this, yes. this specific weekend, you know. Um... Yeah, like, I think uh, it's ultimately about opportunity cost, right? I think that's an easy way to frame it. Like, just look at what you're giving up by potentially changing this. If you're an expert in your deck, then, you know, you are giving up quite a lot to play a deck that you will, you know, honestly probably not play very well because it's an unusual deck and you won't have the time to invest a lot into learning the deck before you need to go to your RC. But, you know, if you think, I don't know what I'm going to play, there's like four different decks, they all suck, which is... You know, yeah. <laughs> quite often the case in Pioneer, uh, then, um, yeah, I mean, then maybe By all means, not so bad, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, this was exactly uh, what I wanted to ask you guys, and I think this is a good answer. Like, if you are so invested in an archetype, then you should continue to play that and, you know, fix it the way you think. But if you are super undecided, then this might be. A good deck because we are really talking about like you know this deck is extremely extremely good this is not the well, maybe. Uh, you know boris convoke that was in may, in may i think uh you know when like everyone freaked out of um, uh night errant of eos uh, in boris convoke at some point in pioneer um, yeah but we, how do we I know think this is you know but well, it's feelings know, but, like, it's just subjective right yeah it's exactly feelings. i think in feelings yeah. Like when I I remember when I saw that post of that historic uh you know seven I was like oh what's this list doing and then I realized it I was like what I remember talking to you guys I'm like whoa this is genius this guy came up with like this super cool deck uh, and then you guys oh no that's a known deck I'm like what how is a known deck and like you know nobody mentioned it yet and it, this is so cool well the historic one is even better uh, because the historic one has the t- four mana kill and the five mana kill so it has like four mana kill five mana kill six mana kill so that's a lot of <laughs> yeah, kill yeah. cards that's a lot yeah, of kill no, you, you can play this kind of spells and you'll be like you know there's a kill card there's another yeah there's I was, another <laughs> I, was reading that, I was reading that deck list i was like what like what is this like this is literally better than uh, uh, mississippi river in legacy you know and it yeah. was so there's one thing so for me the feelings in terms of feelings i have not played that much it's but like you know Travel while traveling on the iPad or whatever. That's how I played, but I'm getting vibes similar to the One Switch Initiative in terms of like power level or whatever. Whoa! Uh, the Initiative One Legacy. What, sorry. Huh? What? Okay, Modern White Initiative in Legacy. Okay, yeah, I got. I get the same kind of vibes where I feel like this deck, even if like I could be wrong, but I feel like this is gonna be extremely good. Uh, probably beatable by certain decks or certain strategies, but it can easily. I could see this deck easily soft banning half of the metagame in the de- in you know in pioneer and if that happens well that will be you know an issue but i will have to play with the this different version but the other one i mean it just feels like very good but obviously weak to hate uh so combat decks are very so, tricky to evaluate 
but we'll see. It's definitely right because we don't want to situation. We don't, right, we don't want to evaluate it based on the first weekend it came out because that's the weekend where people aren't prepared, and naturally, this is the kind of deck that benefits yeah. a lot from that, right? Let's see. Exactly, happens. exactly. Yeah. But it's just like the nature of so, some of the cards are just so flexible. Like the Carney is like. Right, the six mana win the game, the card is but also it's like a three like, <laughs> three mana removal that's not countable. Wow, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like that's good. Like the, the power level of this card is like, I mean, so, I mean, obviously it's broken the format, right? Uh, in a way, yeah. This card, uh, this card is like a, a main deck removal spell and enabler for a combo. I don't think you have that many uh, combo deck that are their combo pieces also like you know, removal. Yeah, spell. like this is one of the best combo enablers ever. You know, like it, it's yes. yeah. yeah, like like it's a ve- like it's just a common error that kills Thalia in a world like where they cannot maybe... protect Thalia or Archon of Emeria, yeah, whatever. Like that's that's Deceiver Exarch. Like yeah, yeah but it, it's a Deceiver that can actually kill a creature, and that's just yeah. I, I don't know. I think for me, the surprise is like how strong this card is uh, on that regard. And I mean, if the deck ends end being like too ends being too good because of, I mean, it will be because of this card. I think. Yeah. Like it's just like too too good in terms of like not too good by itself, but it's six mana win the game slash removal that cannot be countered and also happen to kill most of the hate cards in the format. That's a lot of text. That's a lot of like what so yeah, I mean this is yeah, I agree with Mangalo. This is not are... a convoke. I never I never said like convoke was like, you know, they should probably ban this or not. I'm I don't think they should ban anything by all means, I, but I would not be surprised if they eventually, you know, like Yeah, you, yeah, I, like I think we're on the same page. We see a lot more potential in this. Um yeah. Yeah. What do you think, guys, are like the very good matchup of this deck? Like, I'm thinking about Mono Green. Like, this deck is very good against Mono Green, and this deck is very good against the Lotus Field combo. Would you, would you guys agree with these uh, statements? Very good mm. might be strong. I think I don't know about very yeah. good. It's probably like I mean the GM probably yes, but the the the, the Trios one actually is it even a head game one against Lotus? Mm. Because I'm thinking that this deck is very. Oh, I, yeah, I guess you're not consistently killing on turn four, whereas with the JMM, you are. Exactly. Like, I think JM1 really is, like, it's very, much better against so many decks. Four. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's tricky J- to evaluate. Yeah, the JMM is, we say consistently killing on turn four because you have 10 enablers that ramp you two mana, so that you can, even if you don't draw the upraiser, on, you can still win with Carnosaur mm-hmm. on turn four. Whereas uh, the, the other one needs to draw Quintorus Kent. Like, if it doesn't draw Quintorus Kent, I guess Carnosaur also can kill on turn Yeah, four but it's harder to no because oh no you can't on turn four. Yeah, you, you cannot kill on the four. It's hard like because you ramp on three. Right, you know, right. you know, yeah. yeah, it's about like for me. It's like just flip the question. Like which decks are actually good at, uh, against this deck? Like which deck well, do you think it, naturally had like over fifty percent? I would, yeah, I would have said that Phoenix was good against uh, these decks, but no, Phoenix yeah, is bad against yeah, combo. Have, Phoenix is pretty weak against yeah, combo. Like, yeah, but this combo. I guess the the JMM relies on a creature. So Phoenix has like all the shocks in the world and the lava axe. So you can just proceed your game plan, leave one mana up and interact. And what if no, they play I mean, a Connoisseur that, that's has not six true. toughness? Yeah. Yeah, it's only good that this is only true for the four mana one. But also means like you cannot tap out for like a like a shredder. Like if you're in the draw, okay. you cannot play a shredder in turn two. And that's yeah. like very, yeah. very like that's huge if you think about it. And then if you play the Connoisseur one, you cannot interrupt it with removal. And then you're toast. Like they play the carney, yeah. you die. Like I need, I think they need removal. And Phoenix, I th- I will expect Phoenix to be like considerably behind game one all day. Like just yeah. oh, okay, okay, you know? that's that's very interesting. Like definitely Ragdos also. Like they have a lot of redundancy, 
So it's not like Ragdos. Also, Ragdos falls apart if you kill the creatures and, you know, this option is not very good. Marwin definitely yeah. is lower. Like, which decks are good against these? That's the issue. Like, there's yeah. no predator yeah. for this dagger at this point. Maybe, like... Well, okay, so... Spirits or, like, saying, blue-white you control. S- you said... Yeah, you said... Sp- yeah. You said spirits. Maybe spirits, maybe blue-white control. You, you can know. put... You can put, like, a lot of hate bears in uh, humans. Like, you can put the Magistrate, Arkan of Ameria, Thalia... Ar- those those all die to stuff. Like, Obviously, that... Like, Bedeck Bedeck. Yeah, yeah, I know that they die, but, like, if, if you play a lot of them, uh, someone... Like yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand, I understand. I'm just trying to come up with questions that I would ask myself if right. I have the tournament this weekend. And you know, I and yeah, this is the well, uh, humans can probably be good. I think humans can be good against this. Like I'm sure there's enough hate for humans. Like obviously, Carnosaur is great about killing some, but like if you have enough that are good, you know, like I think uh, Valia three mana. It, it, also, it also doesn't Dauntless, kill Idolon of Dauntless. rhetoric, by the way. They're yeah, there's right. a, there's a lot. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of cards that are good. Like they exist. Also, in the like you have the countless bodyguard can give it indestructible, so that it doesn't die to. I guess it still dies to binding and to virtue of persistence. So. But well, but like, if you play Falia into it, Archon into you know something else, if you just have like enough of them, yeah, like you just slam slam enough of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you also just, just don't give them time. Yeah, like the problem with like black red sack playing hate cards is that you play you play a damping sphere and then you like start dealing them two damage every turn and they're like, that's fine, you know. But with humans, it's like, you need to answer this now and combo now, or I kill you, right? So, like, you need to have pressure plus, hey, that's that's a formula that is very persistent in Magic against this type of combo deck, that playing hate cards yeah, and slow decks is often insufficient. Yeah, um, yeah I believe Cloud UH lost the winning in. Uh, he was 8-1, and one, losing the last round. He was playing blue-white control. Hmm. Uh, Javier mentioned this. Uh, uh, use Dovin's Veto, make this appear, change the equation, all this card works against... Uh, Against both uh, yeah, combo I think this pieces, could be so yeah, uh, this could be good. Of course, like blue white control is tough. They they even have cavern of souls now, so some other decks might just. Randomly, Who's gonna play cavern of souls? Like I don't know, humans. No, I mean the spirits and humans. <laughs> that we just yeah, it's already a horrible but, matchup. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like so, I think this yeah. is gonna be an interesting situation. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So this is yeah. This is this is why I said I was excited on Monday uh, to. To see the shaking pioneer, because you know, as much as uh, as much as you know, players that as a, an event this weekend, some players that have an event this weekend would hate to be uh, there. Some other people would love to be there because the magic, competitive magic, is often about the deck building, right? Like choosing the right deck mm. for the tournament. Okay, so what's the bet? Will next week, but will will it be ruled by the combat decks or not? What do you guys think? What is rule? It's hard. I go the opposite of what I go the opposite what Anthony says just to have a. I mean that happens naturally anyway. But, but I mean I I did want to push back a little on like I don't know when when you say a lot about deck building. I mean it depends. I mean, I wouldn't want to isolate that. Um, uh, but moving on from that, will it be ruled by combo decks? I think they'll do well. I I don't think they'll do overwhelmingly well. I could be wrong, but I think they'll do well. Um, I think we might see another correction a little bit. Like, I think we might see, like, a lot of hate. You know, like, maybe too much hate, if that's a thing. An excessive so, amount. It's very know, possible. I... We we might see this. We've seen this in Lotus Online, right? Where Lotus was very good, and then all the decks were, like, four spheres or whatever in the next yes. NTO challenge. It was so very, we might yeah, see a little bit of... Swings and roundabouts. Know. Yeah. Like, if, if you put enough damping spheres or whatever, well, I mean, if you put enough of them, <laughs> they will be able to be fine against this one, I assume. 
but, but yeah. I'm actually you know looking forward to it. like I, I'm excited to know it you know to, to see um, I agree with Mango this is magic you know it's exciting I don't know we haven't had excitement in Pioneer for the while like you know I, I I didn't dislike it as 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 much as a lot of people did but um I do agree that Pioneer was very stable for a very long time and <laughs> well I didn't expect this much change right it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah. like. I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, like cool. it's one set. How much can it change? Because you know, we were thinking about the uh, US RC uh, to come, and you know, uh, I was like, things can't change that much with one set in Pioneer, right? Well, that was uh... <laughs> yeah, that was wrong. When wrong, I... <laughs> wrong. When I mentioned uh, when I mentioned the deck building, by the way, Anthony, what I meant was uh, meta gaming. I used the wrong word. Uh, I think the, the the very interesting thing of competitive magic is often meta. Okay, then I think that I don't agree with that. Uh... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Classic. Sure. All right. All right. Let's move on to standard, where you, Anthony, actually uh, decided to play a, a magical line event this week. It's the first standard challenge I ever played. <laughs> top eight. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Yay. And we're on the way to the top eight. We see here Anthony G. Bentocardo. And uh, you actually lost the top eight, but that's still super cool. And uh, yeah, let's just uh, uh, talk a little bit of your deck. It's again, if you're watching on YouTube, it's here on screen. And uh, yeah, just uh, talk about us a, a little bit about that. Okay, well, we talked a little well, bit about <laughs> dinosaurs before, like when I first sketched out an idea for the deck. And the main thing there was that I thought, you know, I saw a lot of ramp lists and I thought those don't look very good to me because they look like worse versions of Domain, but I like a lot of these dinosaurs cards. Uh, so what can I do with them? I figured they all seem to skew aggressively to me. That's the thing that makes me interested in playing the deck, that I can play lots of efficient creatures and very efficient removal because the dinosaurs being uh, large in general just naturally means you can play Bushwhack in your deck. So now we have Bushwhack and Triumphant Chomp is really efficient removal. And uh, we also have It's Quint First Bond of Gishath, which is, it kind of like lets you like fit more removal into your deck, right? Because it's like, an acceptable two drop, and then also gives you a chupacabra later. So, yeah, I felt that the deck had a lot of like natural synergy in that way. So I was interested in building with it, uh, and decided to play in the standard challenge for fun because I don't know I've been enjoying playing standard a lot. It was at a horrible time for me. Like it started like after I would ten p.m. or yeah, something. It was horrible. Yeah, but like it was uh, but it was fun, and I decided to do it anyway. And after round four, I was like, oh, I'm falling asleep. This is not great. But uh, it was it was fun enough to do anyway. It was also really interesting. Like unusually for standard in general, I played against a lot of different decks. Like the first six rounds, I played against six different decks, right? So that was cool. Um, they were all interactive decks. Uh, this deck is you know, this deck is not the interactive one. Like if you look if you look at all the decks in the top eight, they all play like pretty. Uh, they mostly play interactive games, but this is uh, really like the uh, how do you say? It's kind of the epitome of the. Uh, trope of I, I just play creatures and turn them sideways, which I think is usually irritatingly reductive. It's a guru. Yeah, I don't like it's it when people deck. say that usually because I think it's like usually not correct and it's often reductive. But I genuinely feel that way about this deck. Like it really is just you play creatures and then you know sometimes you play a one mana removal spell and then play a slightly like not as big creature. You know, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the deck was quite good. Uh, I did a lot of things incorrectly because I hadn't played any games with the deck before entering the challenge. So. Uh, I will have an updated list out um, very shortly that I'm sure Mingo will link to. But uh, the main things were that I felt that uh, the Huntsman's Redemption was not... It wasn't a great fit for the deck. It was a little too slow, and I didn't have enough fodder to sacrifice for it. I played it because I thought it would be cool to have access to be able to search for Voldaren Thrillseeker or Pugnacious Hammerskull and you know go over the top of people, but it's just too slow and a bit too disruptable, so it wasn't very good. 
Um, Scythe Raptor is a card that people were pretty excited about, and I thought wasn't didn't look particularly good to me. But then when I played it, I was like, oh, okay, I was wrong. This card is actually quite good. Um, and in particular, what it does well is it plays very well with haste creatures, right? That's a pretty nice synergy because your opponent naturally needs to play instant speed removal spells to stop the haste creatures from dealing damage. But if you have a Scythe Raptor, well, uh, they're taking the damage no matter what. So. Uh, Four damage is a lot of damage. It's a lot yeah. of damage, like, yeah. It's, it's like it's pretty tough for some deck. Like, uh, the Hammer Skull is probably just the best creature in the deck. Like, this card is just part of all your best draws. I just want to draw it in every opening hand, and usually I want to draw lots of them in the game as well. Like, it just turns on all your other cards, right? Like, Bushwhack, Triumphant Trump, It's Quinth, Belligerent Yearling. All those cards are so powerful when you have Hammer Skull, a Hammer Skull in your draw that um, I think that, that the Hammer Skull is the reason I think this deck is good. Like, that's the real payoff for being a dinosaur deck. Like, the other cards are decent, but, like, this card is like, whoa, this... Because this kind of deck normally kind of sucks in standard, right? Like, all of the linear theme decks are usually not very good. Uh, because in standard, you have to play... Like, every deck has to play interaction, right? That's just how standard works, because the pool of threats is usually not deep enough to avoid playing, like, the best removal spells instead of, like, the nth best threat. So every deck interacts, and that makes it harder to execute, like, a linear plan. So... The deck has to be, like, actually very powerful for that to be the case. And, I mean, this deck is just set-constructed, really. Like, I just played, like, all cards from the new set plus Rampaging Raptor, which is uh, uh from March of the Machine, <laughs> but, you know. It's a time-shifted card, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's probably from Ixalan flavorfully. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would recommend it is this actually, man. It might be, right? It I might think be it is, yeah, because that was a set they did a bunch of, like, cards themed from other things. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would probably update the deck to include... I would cut the Hunter's Redemption and Voldaren Thrillseeker, and I would add uh, maybe like another Hatcher, another two drop ideally, and maybe another Scythe Raptor. I want to fit Monstrous Rage in the deck because I think that would have like a lot of synergy with the Hammer Skull and the Scythe Raptor. So, again, uh, just trying to find ways that the Raptor uh, can punish your opponent for taking uh, what they would need to handle your, your threats like Haste Creatures and Monstrous Rage. So, yeah, I don't know. This deck was. Simple to play, and so if you're looking for something that's not difficult, it's good. Uh, I think it's a reasonably powerful deck. I have a lot more to see still. Um, Is it recommended then for the weekend? For the weekend? Oh, I don't know, but I'm just thinking about people are probably looking for different decks to play in the upcoming RCQ seasons, right? So I think if you're looking for a deck specifically that isn't too difficult, or like if you just like decks like this, then I think this is a good choice. And whether it's a good choice in general then I think I would want to wait and see, uh, see where we've developed the deck. Because, of course, this is, like, week one, so, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very reluctant. I mean, I was reluctant to say, to, ma to make a strong decision about how good the dis Discover deck was. So, like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm even less willing to make a strong decision. No, but, you know, it. sometimes you're like, wow, this is good enough for standard. Like, you know. No, yeah, I think probably it is. It's good enough for standard, but, I mean, the buff, what's good in standard is lower, right? Like, yeah. Um... I yeah, think it's so a solid deck. the updated version. Did you already post an updated version somewhere? Uh, I mean, I sent it to you. I I, I thought that we would. Yeah, we'll yeah, post it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 No, I wanted to ask because I, I saw that you posted a list on the uh, Patreon Discord in yes. the in the standard mm -hmm. uh, in the starter section of the Patreon Discord. So I was yeah, wondering yeah. if that was your uh, updated one. All right. Oh, I updated yeah, it again after that. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to do the bridge with the patreon.com slash carnies and where okay. Anthony has posted a, I believe you I believe you posted it even yeah, while you were uh, doing the top eight, which is pretty cool. Yeah, when you when you play and decks the, the like this, top eight. you have a lot of time. Like I went like turn yeah. one, 
Mana Dork 10 to uh, Hammer Skull 10 3 Rampaging Raptor. I was like, well, I have some time to post in the Discord now. Like, I don't know. Like, the yeah. game finishes in yeah. nine minutes. The rest, especially if it's like 5 a.m., you yeah. know. So. There's lots of other yeah, sweet decks the rest decks, of the I top eight is, Yeah, the rest of the top eight is a lot of Subterian Schooner. This is, this is a new card that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, in most of the other lists, and uh, the first place that Manland, I believe, finished undefeated in the Swiss and won the tournament. He was playing, uh, the, sorry, they were playing uh, Esper List, I believe, Esper Legends with uh, Rafine. And mm -hmm. there's a couple of new cards which are worth shouting out. One is Serpterian Schooner, one in the blue, Vehicle 3 4, Crew 1. When it attacks, you tap a target creature that crewed it this turn explore so you can you know crew it with a, a token or whatever and that one is going to explore and uh, and this is a three four for two mana and another new card is the deep cavern bat this is the uh two mana one one flying lifelink that uh, looks at the opponent hand exiles a card until this is in play so this is disruption plus can crew the schooner uh, I believe that is kind of it for new cards I guess I see that I uh, get lost right but, the, the... but otherwise this is yeah. The, those those cards were a huge deal. There's also the creature land, which is um you know a big like that that card was quite good. But restless anchorage, yes, restless anchorage. But yeah, I think I would like these. Those cards are both way better than they look. Like I thought, I had thought that deep cavern bat into Rafine would be pretty powerful, but it was like extremely impressive when I played against him. But obviously, like it's better against like my deck because I don't have as like that as much removal that I want to play on turn three. But th this card just looked great, and like it seemed great in theory, um and yeah, like, it's just an excellent way to curve into Rafine. Something that I think is, like, super important about Subterranean Schooner and Deep Cavern Bat um, is that they are both uh, very good against the Domain deck. And that is a deck that was, like, pretty solid against a lot of these Esper decks. And you'll notice there's not very much uh, Domain in this, uh, in, this, in this challenge that did well. So... Yeah. Yeah, there's zero in the top eight. Right. So I think um, these, these were pretty big upgrades for Esper, I think. Um... So Schooner is just like a generally like kind of a good card, but it also really gives you some insurance against Sunfall, right? I think that's a huge deal. Um, it's like particularly good to like try to pump it up with your Rafine or whatever, so that when they Sunfall you, it's just like having a creature land. You just play another creature, bash them with a big boat. Uh, yeah, I think I was I was very surprised. I I, I thought those cards were decent, but they they still overperform. Yeah. So. Uh... I guess Schooner doesn't curve very well into wedding announcement. Like, I mean, that's awkward, yeah, but... Like, you just do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm just thinking about a curve that this deck might have. But yeah, sure. Schooner into Rafine, I guess, is good. But they Schooner be, into yeah. announcement uh, is not, not so good, yeah. Well, you know... It's also a deck that benefits of having different cards. Yes. You know, like having different situational cards. So Schooner's one more of those. That's probably... Yeah, you don't want to play too many of them, I think. with the... Yeah, with the Virtue, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, there's only a couple of them in these Esper lists. Well, the blue one so, list is different, I no think. No one plays the, more the than The blue one has four. But yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, this one is definitely a different deck. The blue-white that's even playing Spyglass Siren, the one mana, one, one common. The blue Sorry, Inspector. Uncommon. Yeah, wow. You can never say if it's a common or uncommon. <laughs> it's uncommon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uncommon. You have to read now at the bottom left to see if it's a oh, common. Sometimes you know, you're like... They, they couldn't print that one in common, right? It'd just be so messed up. Oh, you never know. You never know. Okay. <laughs> For making, um, you're making... This deck was sweet making, as well. They're uh, very powerful cards. Yeah, um, yeah there's a... Yeah, it's standard, so it always gets a, a lot of new cards. Um, a lot of new decks, right? Yep. Uh, the, the, the one that I saw the most of was this new Red White Humans deck, uh, which was uh, very successful yeah, in the other challenge as well. Dead. I think it's uh, South Place. Yeah, by Mog, yeah, 8th Place. 
Um, yeah, this deck was uh, very impressive as well. Like uh, the cavern was actually quite helpful for this, just as a mana fixer. And the version that I played against yeah, had Anium as well, which was like a redundant copy of Adeline. They're trying to do different things, I suppose. But there was there was definitely some new decks just using Cavern uh, as a mana fixer uh, that are generally aggressive strategies because they need the untapped land more. So there's a lot to do yeah. there as well. Like I think Anim Pakal was quite impressive for me as well. Like I didn't answer it and oof, it's like Rebel Master really takes over the game very quickly. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how like you can play 12 untapped land. Yeah. Of a splash caller, I guess fourteen. Yeah, Murex, even Murex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we used to play much worse mana base. <laughs> now you can just play fourteen. Uh, you know, split to splash Emodeon's recruiter. Yeah, I think that's a thing that's going to be true for bigger standard now, right? Like the mana bases are going to be better in general, which oh right, can't complain. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Do you think we're good to wrap up? Yeah, I think we are. We. It's covered a little bit of all, all the formats. So, yeah, yeah I mean, this weekend there's some weekend. mocks that I might play or not. Uh, what is it? There's mock Soki Challenge, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, but is, what format? I think it's Standard and Legacy. I want to oh, say. Let's go. Yeah, you want to play it, Anthony? Uh, no, I have a sealed tournament that I got to play. Whoa, yeah. the best format. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know if I will play or not. I have to check if I have enough QPs. I think I might actually not have it. Not have them, but yeah, I probably do because I didn't play the mocks on Sunday. So, might just play the Legacy one. I will probably, yeah, play some of those. What about you guys? I mean, sealed, but what about Mengu? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go to Bologna to play a pre modern Nationals today. Uh, sorry, on, on Saturday. Uh, that is a format I get to play for fun with some of my friends, and there's the Nationals, not Nationals. And, uh, yeah, I'll uh, go there. There's uh, apparently over 100 people, so <laughs> I'll be playing uh, Elves in Primoder. All right. That's, Pro probably the that's... best deck, as far as I understand. I don't know. I don't know about that. There's a lot of hate uh, whenever I get to play Cyber Game and then I, I win. Hate. But, you know, this is what they say. And uh, You're playing the best deck, weekend... <laughs> Yeah. The, 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 this weekend in the Prague, there was also the Primodern uh, tournament there, which was like 100, 150 people too, so... Yeah, honestly, one thing, I regret not playing one of those tournaments on Saturday. Like, I play Legacy, which obviously was, like, it's probably better or something in the format, Same. but it's a format I get to play a lot online and, you know, but I don't get to play that many games of, like, other formats. So I feel like if I will go again to this tournament on Saturday, I will actually like to play, like, you know, like, go there and play Pre-Modern and Vintage. That's it. And I'll just play, like, full, full anti-Anthony formats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, today... Alright, let's got, do the deal, Mango. Let's do the deal, Mango. Next time we go to something like this, let's hope one of yeah. us can remind to each other, like, hey, we yeah. were like maybe that's better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I felt the same. Like when I when I submitted this like legacy hunt ten round event, I was like, I don't I wanna kind of like drop and play a modern side event with Mono Black that I brought, but I kinda kept on winning in the early round, so I couldn't really drop. Uh but you know, so yeah, no, for sure. I agree. I I think that uh, I agree. Let's do it. Let's let's play pre modern and, and vintage ne next eternal weekend. All right. <laughs> I, think, loves it. I think we're good to I think we got to we good to end here and we'll be back next uh, week. Actually it's gonna be just I guess we'll see next we'll 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 say next time who's gonna be there and who's not. Uh thank you everybody for listening and uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash Carnies if you want to support. 
uh, at MTG Band card if you want to complain that he doesn't know the rules or that he's wrong about uh, four color being bad in long tournament. Uh, <laughs> we said that a lot this this episode. All right, all right. Thanks everyone it's for listening. Bye bye. Right. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> bye.